How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And one of the most underappreciated Jets players, you know who he is, Braxton Berrios. A guy that, you know, wasn't a Pro Bowl kick returner last season. Small as hell, but feisty. He's a feisty player. And you got to love a guy who brings that energy to every single play and really makes his presence felt, even though he's not the most physically like uh, intimidating player. You know, honestly, his helmet looks bigger than his whole body on his, <laughs> his frame. It's actually pretty funny looking at watching him run around. Kind of looks like one of those big heads you used to slap on your wall when you were a kid. But um, Braxton Berrios, man, he is like kind of the life force of this team. He brings so much to this squad, and he's very underappreciated for that reason. And he's pretty excited about this upcoming season. We have some quotes we're going to read off to you guys. Take a look at what he's talking about. Um, you know, where the excitement's coming from. He really harps on the youth of this team, which I think is something to really note on. And we'll take a look at his stats and see what he can do this upcoming year and how he kind of fits into the mold, um, especially adding Garrett Wilson. You know, how do you get Braxton Berrios involved when you're adding another stud receiver to the mix? Just an embarrassment of riches for this Jets offense. Now it's all about putting it together. Mike LaFour, um, you know, kind of directing this this really new and improved scheme um, after the Adam Gase era, we don't like to we don't like to say that name around here. It's illegal in Jets universe, just like Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman are illegal in Giants universe. But um, before we dive into Braxton Berrios' quotes and what he's bringing to the squad in 2022, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I appreciate it. So with Braxton Berrios, obviously you're talking about now one of the Jets' longer tenure players. He's 26 years old, heading into his fourth season with the team. And, you know, Joe Douglas, he was one of the first players acquired by JD during his tenure as GM. There through waivers in 2019. He got John Franklin Myers as well. So pretty good start there. You know, when you consider it was just two waiver additions that Douglas made. And obviously it was nice to see Barrios get re-signed. The guy who all three years he's been with the Jets has just done nothing but grow and improve. You know, 2019, he was really just a special teams player and was good in that role. You know, a couple of opportunities he had in the passing game. He had that one big play in the Raider game. And then 2020, Jameson Crowder got hurt early in the season. And, you know, he started to really prove himself in the passing game a little bit. And you know, that just continued to grow this year. I mean, he saw his role significantly improve and he just continued to make plays. I think he has a, you know, specific role and he fits in this Michael Floor system, you know, in that gadget role, you know, orbit motion, jet motion, jet sweeps, screen game. And, you know, after the catch, he's really dynamic. He's fast. He's obviously quick and built low to the ground. So I think you're just seeing a player who, like I said, you know, still only 26, you know, he's been with the Jets for four years now and I think you're just going to continue to see him grow. You know, he has that rapport with uh, Zach Wilson and he's somebody that, uh, you know, adds just another great skill position presence to this offense. Yeah. I mean, last year had a pretty solid campaign um, recorded. Let's see here. 431 total yards. Um, you know, it made an impact 65 targets. He had 55 in 2020. Like I said, pro bowler last year. Um, he was actually a first team all pro which is pretty insane as a kick returner. So really good for him. Two touchdowns receiving, had a couple yards rushing, 40 yards rushing, and two rushing touchdowns to go with. That's like you said, those jet sweeps, those you know ways to extend the running game with him. He's also a very dependable receiver. Having like the shortest catch radius in the league, or one of probably one of the shortest in small hands, he has a 70.8% catch rate, which is impressive. He had one drop last year, I believe. Um, so he's very dependable in, in, that, in that respect. He had one fumble in week 17. So, you know, pretty good with the football. Um, and he, he creates a little, some missed tackles forced every now and again, but all, all, all together, man, he spent 74.2% of snaps in the slot. So we've spoken about how Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore probably will get a good 20 to 15% a piece when it comes to slot snaps. And they'll do a lot of bunch formations. They'll put them in the Z and the X, you know, and really just get them all, uh, creatively route running. Um, that way you can confuse defenses and really just, you know, utilize this bunch formation to do different things. 
um, you know, as as Jets fans, I'm sure you've seen uh, the the Patriots scheme over the years. They'll come out in the same exact set, but the receivers will run different routes every time. And when you have guys that are this good at route running, you have Corey Davis, Moore, you got Braxton and, and Garrett Wilson, so much talent there. You know, you can do very unique things with them. And Braxton Berrios is such a unique player in the sense that he, like you said, he can do those jet sweeps. He can be a gadget player, but also a pretty reliable receiver to go with it. Um, and he's so, you know, we've established he's a pretty good player. And, and this is what he said on the Adam Schefter podcast. He said, I can't tell you how excited I am. Three years ago, we were in a completely different place. Um, he went on to say those guys are not even close to rookies anymore. Then free agency, we signed a lot of veterans, a lot of high-level players. And then obviously our draft class from this year, we have everything that we need. It comes down to executing. Um, and then, you know, speaking about the youth on this team, he said, we have a really young team. Our receivers are young. Our quarterback is young. Our backs are young. Even the back end of the defense is young. Um, this is actually what Robert Sala said. So like, he's kind of mimicking what Braxton Berry was saying in terms of going out, getting veterans, younger guys. And <clears throat> so like at all, like, you know, is reflective of the entire team. They're all saying the same thing. And, and Sala went on to say, I think guys are in a really good place. Guys are obviously further along this year than they were last year. Guys are understanding exactly what they're being asked in all three phases. And regarding Zach Wilson, he said, you can see Zach Wilson. He'll make a throw and he exhales. He already knows. Um, he's like, I know, and he'll point to where he needs to go. Same thing with the O-line, D-line, all the way across the board. That's the biggest part. So the takeaways from this is that everybody knows their job, right? Everybody knows what execution looks like, what the a positive play is. And when they make a mistake, they're like, okay, I know I was supposed to go there. I know what I'm supposed to correct on the next time around. And that's the entire concept of practice. A lot of bad teams don't learn from practice, right? Um, like, for example, last year with the Giants, Joe Judge really put a lot of consequential, like, physical things in place. So if a guy made a mistake, he had to run laps. If a guy did something wrong, he had to run laps. That is not a good learning, like, uh, environment, right? When you're being – like, there's consequences being rolled out. And we learn this. Like, we learn this the hard way. A lot of people, and including myself, are like, okay, the running laps, so what? The professional athletes, they can run a couple laps. Like, not a big deal. But it was more about the um, the just – understanding like you know you're not learning from running laps instead of exerting energy running a lap do the play again right whatever mistake you made do the play again until you get it right that's what i if i was a coach i'd say you know what you're not stopping until you get it right that's that should be the learning environment running laps doesn't do anything except for you know display a disciplinary kind of figure that joe judge tried to be and he's not bill belichick they did not respect him in that same way so i think you know overall what Salah is doing and like what they're doing with this, with this coaching staff and, and, and the players, it's a positive learning environment and the youth. And as Salah said, they're taking steps forward and those veterans are kind of establishing this leadership mentality and you love to see it. So like, what are your takeaways from Braxton Berrios's comments and Robert Salah's comments and how, you know, this team is kind of coming together and they're learning a lot and they're a lot further down the road than they were last season. Sure. I think it's all to be expected, right? I mean, you knew Joe Douglas when he took over in 2019 it was really a rebuild there in 2020 and it was obviously confirmed with the Jamal Adams trade and you knew there were going to be tough times. I mean, there's a reason he commanded a six year deal from the jets to come here. And I think you've just, like we've said, gradually seen this thing build up to the point where now there is excitement around the jets, all those, you know, all that draft capital they got from the Jamal, Sam Darnold and Chris Herndon trades really started to kick in and it's on paper, you know, a much improved roster. Obviously Braxton spoke on his new running mate, Garrett Wilson and, his mentality, you know, just the skills that he has, you know, how good of a route runner he is. And, you know, also the guy he's now competing against in Sauce Gardner and his complete skill set, the length, the speed that he has. So I think it's all, you know, very exciting. And really, like I said, just to be expected, you know, when you go through a rebuild like Joe Douglas committed to fully. And, you know, the final point, just in terms of multiplicity with 
you know, these guys and what they all offer, you know, heard Corey Davis say yesterday, teams can, you know, prepare for Elijah Garrett, whoever, but like you were saying, the fact that you can put these guys in so many different positions, really, it makes it harder for the defense and they're not, you know, so sure on what to expect and you can prepare for something, but you don't know how you're going to execute it when it may be Corey, even in the slot at times, it's a big slot. Like we've discussed, you know, Elijah and Garrett can both play inside and out. So I think it's really going to be fun to, you know, see Michael Four integrate all these guys and just keep defenses off balance. And, you know, overall, I mean, I'm pumped to hear Barrios's excitement. Obviously, this is a guy who's been a part of three, you know, pretty tough seasons with the Jets. And you're hoping that for guys like him who work hard, you know, this thing eventually turns around here starting the season. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is all good stuff, my friends. You know, if you're a Jets fan, on the way up, things are moving, things are grooving. The coaching staff is speaking positively. And look, we, you know, we understand that we need to see it on the football field, right? I love to hear it. I love to hear Braxton Berrios' excitement. I love to hear Salah's excitement and whatever. But at the end of the day, we've been in pain for far too long. You know, this has been a long time coming for an established rebuild, right? Like, We've a lot of teams try to cut corners when it comes to rebuild. They try to sign high profile free agents. They try to take shots on um on big draft guys who end up becoming busts. They try to make like risky moves to try and cut those corners. And they don't work. You know what I mean? Like Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, those were those were efficient shots at trying to get good quarterbacks for the future. The problem was the coaching staff wasn't in place to maximize their talent. Like I know the Jets made the AFC championship game twice. But I give a lot more credit to the defense and running game than I do Mark Sanchez, to be quite honest. I think Sean Green was was incredible. I think that you have Darrell Vivas on that unbelievable Cromarty defense uh, with some just stud guys. That the, the offensive line, I mean, with uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, like you have, or rather his defensive line, but Debrickashaw Ferguson, uh, Nick Mangold, like you have some legendary Jets players. The quarterback position has always been the weakness. Chad Pennington, his dumb mistakes, like. God, we've, you know, this team has churned through quarterbacks at a rate that's almost inconceivable. But I think Zach Wilson could be the guy, and mainly because they have the coaching staff in place to really round out his, his, his capabilities. He has the qualities to be a great quarterback. Um, the youth is there. They're taking steps forward. You love to hear the progress. Now it's time to put it on the football field and see if it translates, right? Um, so I'm excited to see if they can accomplish that. And I think, you know, my prediction is that they will be a playoff team next season. Um, this year, I think they're going to take a big step forward. They're going to compete against some very, very good teams this year. They have one of the hardest schedules in football, which is what you want. You don't want easy schedules all the time. If you can win in a hard schedule, if you can compete in a hard schedule, that shows that you're taking steps forward. You know what I mean? If you're beating up on bad teams all the time, that doesn't really indicate anything because you get to the postseason against the better ones and you get your ass kicked. So, you know, hard schedules t- tell you how far along you really are as a team. So that's what I'm really most excited to see. How much can this team compete against good opponents? Um, but guys, if you enjoyed this video, breaking down some quotes from Braxton Berrios and uh, Robert Sala and just kind of taking a look at the rebuild and whatnot, make sure to like and subscribe as always, making some great progress here and community building. We're a couple subscribers away from 500, and that will help us, you know, really start this uh, community page on the YouTube channel. And we can, you know, start to give you guys even more information and news and cool graphics uh, to spread around and enjoy. So um, if you're interested, make sure to leave a subscription. And we love uh, all the support you guys have been offering. It really means the, the world to us. So thank you for that. Um, We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.